0: everyone. Welcome back to the Soda Pop Podcast. I'm Selena, and I'm here with Tyler, our co-host, and this is Season 3, Episode 8. Today, we're here with UNA graduate Deborah Glass. Welcome, Deborah. Can you tell us a little Thank bit about yourself and uh, your
1: relationship to the Shoals area? I was born here, and um, my relatives have lived here for years and years, and so local history is, has always been one of my favorite things and especially growing up here in town and I took piano lessons at Ryan Piano Company growing up here and read Catherine Tucker Wyndham's book, 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey. I loved all her stories, but I wanted to know where there were ghosts. In this area, that uh, I maybe could see or have an encounter with, or I just loved the the stories, especially where there was history combined with a ghost story. So that was um, just something I enjoyed growing up. And I majored actually in history at U N A and learned a lot of ghost stories while I was at school there too. So that's kind of my background and how I got interested in ghost stories.
0: So this is a, a great. Thing for Halloween
1: but you also do this year round right? I, I usually just do my walking tour during the month of October and and I have books and uh, things that I have collect you know ghost story collections that I've written over the years and I noticed that so many of the stories were actually in downtown Florence that I thought you know we need a ghost walk like some of these other cities have and that's how I started it, and that's how I um, is, got to do it at Halloween because I thought, you know, it's just something fun to do once a year, and people enjoy it, and they come back year after year.
2: Okay. Well, since you deal with the paranormal and the spooky stuff, what was one of your first paranormal experiences that you can recall having?
1: Well, hmm, really nothing ever happened to me. I was just interested in ghost stories and I loved those things growing up so much until I, you know, I said, I took piano lessons at Ryan Piano. When I was in my thirties, I bought Ryan Piano. And the first day that the store was actually mine, I was sitting there talking to the former owner when I heard the door at the top of the stairs open and I heard footsteps coming down the stairs and I looked you know, peeped around the corner and looked back at the stairs and I didn't see anyone. And I looked at Robert from whom I bought the store and his face was white as a sheet and he was just kind of shaking. And I said, Robert, is this place haunted? He said, Oh no, 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 it's not haunted. It's an old building and you'll hear creaks and pops and things like that, but doors open and close by themselves, but no, it's not haunted. (laughs) And I thought, yeah, this place is haunted. And pretty soon after that, it was confirmed, you know, I I heard the ghost speak and I've actually seen him once. Uh, Customers would come in and see him. So that kind of inspired me to um, finish my collection of ghost stories that I had already started.
0: I've actually had something kind of similar well, I don't know how it happened, but uh, I lived at this old house and we definitely thought there was like a ghost in this house, uh, my mom and I both, and we didn't usually believe in like those type of things, but I mean, glass would break, mirrors would break, it was, it was like doors would close and open by themselves kind of thing. Uh, well, one time I was in the kitchen with my mom and the coffee table was glass coffee table and it just broke.
1: Oh, wow. It just
0: broke. And then... My mom had this really really big this so that was like when we first moved in well my mom had this really really big uh dining room table and it was like an eight chair oval dining room table and it split down the center no one was in that room there was nothing on the table i mean it just split down the center um no explanation as to why but we were getting the house painted and it just cracked and so then we moved a year later (laughs) but um anyways what was it like discovering and like uncovering the lore of uh the
1: shoals in florence that was a lot of fun especially since i was a a history major at una research kind of came naturally to me so it was a lot of fun going to the library and actually interviewing people who had the experiences and uh, looking up things, looking at old censuses and finding out about architecture of different houses that um, are in Florence and about who lived there and what their lives were like at the time. I found all of that so fascinating and it was a lot of fun doing the research.
2: Do you, just as an aside, do you guys think it's weird that I haven't had any sort of paranormal like experience because I'm sure that in your research, you know you've it was I'm sure it was quite a bit of people. So like, not that I want to, I don't want to have any experiences, but I just feel like it's weird that I haven't had any type of experience like that at all.
0: I think you are lucky.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. Hopefully it continues that way. Um, But do you have a favorite story of a a local ghost around here?
1: Well, I, I, there are so many that, but uh, Priscilla at U N A, and that was she was in the old um, uh, building there that was that used to be the student center, and it was before the new Galat Center was built there. It was called, and it was in O'Neill Hall. And so I loved that story. I used to get Miss Timmons to tell it to me often when I was a kid at, at U N A, and and uh, she would tell that tale about the girl who hanged herself in the elevator shaft and you could see her her spirit float out of the shaft and down the hallway at night I was there telling that story one night on a UNA tour to a group of uh, girls from a sorority and the building was locked up it was dark nobody was in it and I was standing out front and this is the new building and I hope you're not in that building right now because this is kind of spooky. Well, (laughs) this was in the, this was the new building that's there now and and it was locked and I was telling the story and all of a sudden the elevator doors just opened by themselves inside the building. Nobody was in there. That was you? That was you, Deborah? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was telling the story outside the building and the elevator doors opened and all the girls on the walk that night were just staring wide-eyed and then the front door to the building just swung open by itself and stayed open for maybe a minute or two, and we were just speechless, all of us, and just stood there. And then the next day, when um, the girls who were had been on the walk had an office in that in that new building, about where the women's bathroom is, kind of if you're facing the building on the right. And that's where the old elevator shaft used to be, where Priscilla had hanged herself. But they were talking about it. And when they said the name Priscilla, all the power went off to that one room in the building. But nowhere else. How
0: long ago was this?
1: This was, I, I lose track of time. I've been doing this for almost 20 years. I would say it was about six years ago, maybe eight at the most.
0: Okay, um, when I first came to UNA, I don't know if you've ever heard that story, Tyler, but when I first came to UNA, it was like about three and a half years ago. This is a story that the sororities still tell. Um, I was talking with some of the girls from 80 Pie and they were like, when you're in the center, they took me up to the elevators. They showed me, they are like, God opened by itself. Like all the lights went out. <laughs> like they were, they were like still just still like hung up. So that's definitely a story that still circulates through, especially like in the Greek life. Um, so I can't believe that was with you. It's funny how that comes first circle. It was one of the first oh, stories yeah. that I heard about UNA.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was spooky. It was, but it was, kind of neat too we we're like well maybe Priscilla's come out to listen to her own story but that was fun I love
0: how we started this and she was like I haven't had anything really paranormal happen but
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> not, not up until you know that after after Mr. Ryan um came down the stairs and and uh and showed out a little bit and, you know I've seen a few things since I've been doing the ghost walk I've seen I've had some experiences on the walk and and it's always interesting. You never know what's going to happen.
0: So uh, earlier you would mentioned that you have written some books and I was just curious, mm-hmm. like, do you want to tell us a little bit about those books and if you have a
1: favorite story, maybe. I've got several different collections of ghost stories that I have written. And um, most of those are local or regional. And then there's an Alabama colleges and campuses ghost story book, and it has several UNA stories in it. And I, also uh, write romance novels and so I've got several paranormal romance novels and um, and then other romance novels just you know plain old run-of-the-mill stuff and I've written some of those things under a pen name to kind of separate those from my uh, folklore collections and and things like that but um, favorite ghost story would probably be the one about Mr. Ryan and I I love that one a lot. There was another one about a woman who turned into a cat, which I thought that was a really neat story being a cat lover, but that was a, I I liked that one quite a bit. Uh, A woman um, hated her husband and she all, and she was dying of uh, cancer. And she told her husband that when she passed away, she was going to come back as an animal and claw his eyes out. And so, um, She did pass away, and they went to the funeral that day. Everybody in the family called her Minnie, and they went to the funeral that day and had the funeral, came home that afternoon, and there sat a gray cat on the back step. And when her former husband came, tried to get in the door, the cat jumped on him and started trying to claw his eyes out. And he couldn't go outside for that cat being out there. And so they loaded the cat up, captured it, loaded it up, and took it to Savannah, Tennessee, and dropped it off, and just dropped it off on on the side of the road, and they got home, and his daughter-in-law said, I thought you took that cat away, and he goes, we did, We, we took it an hour up the road and dropped it off, well, The cat was at the door again when they got there. And so they collected the cat again. And this time they took it to the cemetery and they put it on Minnie's grave. And they said, if this is you, if you're this cat, then uh, forgive me for whatever I did. I don't remember all of the details of what he said he had done. But he said, forgive me for everything and um, please leave me alone. And the cat never returned after that. But her spirit did. And they often saw... The ghost of Minnie in the rocking chair in her favorite room of the house. Well,
0: at least she became friendly at the end. <laughs> yeah. <Kinda.
2: laughs> it really gave me chills. That was really spooky. <laughs>
0: um, so, do you tell the Mr. Ryan story? Um, I do on your tour.
1: I do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you guys might want to go see her tour if you want to hear about some more spooky ghost stories that are local.
2: <laughs> so speaking of that tour, right? I know that you explained earlier that you were interested in all the stuff going on around here and a lot of them ended up being downtown, so mm-hmm. you decided to start it because, you know, other cities have it as well. But can you just tell us a little bit more about that like what's going on with it currently and like how can we get signed up for it?
1: Well, this year, because of COVID, I'm doing groups of, um, if people can get up a group of 20 or more brave souls to go, they can contact me via my website at shoalsghostwalk.com. And I can just schedule a date and time for them to go. But uh, normally I do it every night, the week of Halloween, and in a few weekends up until Halloween. But this year with COVID being... Um, an issue. I'm, I'm, you know, kind of taking precautions and and having smaller groups. I've often had groups over a hundred or maybe two hundred people going, but um, but this year I'm trying to keep it a little bit smaller and doing fewer tours. That, that way, I can guarantee people can stay apart and and feel and be safe as far as COVID goes. Now the ghosts, I don't think, are going to pay any attention to that. <laughs>
0: So, is there um a minimum or maximum number that you're keeping right now?
1: as long as the people all come together, they can bring as many as they want to is if they if they feel safe with each other then i I feel good about taking them so
0: and uh have you thought any about doing
1: like maybe virtual ghost tours um, I haven't yeah i I really hate the way I look on camera so. <laughs> Oh, no! I, I really, the, to me, the the fun of it is being in the spot where the events happen, and so that's what makes it. Uh, when when it's a little bit chilly outside, and I'm on the grounds at Pope's Tavern talking about the dead soldiers who um, are there, or the it was a Civil War hospital and. You know telling all those stories about the horrors that those uh, men from both armies experienced while they were patients in there it gives you a little chill up the back of the spine to think that they might be standing there listening to the story as well
0: so I know that one experience that you had on UNA's campus while you're telling was on a UNA ghost tour right Have you had anything like really crazy happen on any of your tours to any of your the people who are on it I mean it's that little thrill right of something might happen to you
1: we have we've gotten some people that have taken photos and um they're they're on my website if you go to shellsghostwalk.com and look um people have gotten photos of mrs o'neill at the o'neill house of molly at the UNA, it was the, it used to be the UNA off-campus bookstore. And now I think it's part of Collier library, but I'm, I'm not sure if they still have anything in that building or not. Just the one on the corner of court and Irvine. And there's a ghost of a little girl in there. And someone took a photo one night and there were several of us on the tour. And you can see the little girl just like looking out the window, like it's crazy. And then um, the, house that's pictured behind me. We've had several things happen there. One night um, I was telling the story and the house was dark and something came up and knocked on the door behind me and rattled the doorknob. And it's the only actual residence on the tour. Someone lives there. And so I messaged the owner of the house and said, that was really neat. Everybody on the tour heard the knock on the door and it was fun. We had a ball. Thank you so much. And, you know, thanked the person for letting me tell the story outside their house. And they told me that they were on vacation and nobody was there at the house. (laughs) When they came home, they found the furniture all rearranged in one of the upstairs bedrooms. That was that was a little uh, I was a little bit scared to be standing there the next night when I went back to tell my story again.
0: That's crazy. Tyler, didn't you mention earlier something about ghosts um, in her house? You want to ask about that?
2: Yes, I wanted to because on your um, your bios and stuff that we researched, it says that you live with two smart alley ghosts. And I want to know, like, if you could expand upon that a little bit.
1: Well, one of those is, 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 of course, Mr. Ryan, and he's the most active of, of, of that pair. And then the other one was, um, just, a a, a random ghost that followed me home from somewhere. And, um, and he's pretty quiet now, but, uh, Mr. Ryan, we still attribute, um, uh, things to him you know he he would follow me home from the store and the time that I actually saw him and he's really the only ghost I've ever actually laid eyes on you know and can say yes I saw a ghost was him and it was at my house and he walked up the stairs and came down the hall and it was so vivid and when I looked directly at him he just faded away. That.
0: You've had some really wild experiences. This must be such a fun job. But- it is
1: fun. Yeah, he's a lot of company too. Especially when I had Ryan Piano Company, it was right after nine eleven, and there was just not much going on downtown. People weren't shopping or going out, and so it was just Mr. Ryan and me all day long down at Ryan Piano Company. So I kind of got to know him. He was he was all and no when no one else was coming in, I would just sit there and talk to him and. Not that I actually heard him talk back, but um, you know, he just was a lot of, a lot of company.
2: So when you first saw him, like you, how did you feel when you like, were able to see him vividly?
1: I didn't realize what it was. I thought it was just a person in my house. And it it just looked like a normal person walking down the hallway. And I could see out of the corner of my eye, I was at my computer and, Um, He had on dark pants and a white shirt. The top button was undone. His sleeves were rolled up. He was smoking a cigarette. And that's kind of what got my attention because I wondered who is in my house smoking. And then when I turned and looked, he just disappeared. So, and and I thought, oh, wow. So it wasn't scary. It seemed, you know, you think it would be scary to see a spirit or, but it wasn't really because I didn't realize that's what was happening at the time until he had vanished. And I thought, Oh, okay. Well, that's, that Mr. Ryan. But well, if know.
0: you guys want to learn more about Mr. Ryan and plenty more ghosts, you have a bunch of stories about ghosts, uh, especially these local ones, definitely check out Florence ghost com. And if you have any other social media you'd like to plug now, yes, Tyler's got the poster in his hand mm-hmm. about how to set up, a uh, a time and a tour. Um, but if you have any other social media you'd like to tell us about, if you have like an Instagram or a Facebook, uh, you can go
1: ahead and tell us that. I have a Facebook page. It's haunted history of the show's, um, ghost walk tour. And so that that's as far as I've gone with it right now, I'm pretty good at Facebook, but, uh, Instagram and, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to get my daughters to come show me how to, to do all those things. <laughs>
0: Well, we want to thank you so much for being on the episode today. Um, uh, you can check out our social media, um, email us at arts@una.edu If you have any feedback or questions or ideas. Um, and then we just want to thank you once again, Ms. Deborah Glass uh, for coming in and sharing with us about these quotes tours. You guys really need to check it out. Sounds super thank fun. You.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Hey guys. Make sure to check out all of our social medias. Feel free to send us your feedback at arts at una.edu or through the DMs of any of our social media. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you in the future.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by UNA School of the Arts. Executive producer is Mark Gallegos, co-produced by Selena Fugate and Tyler Hankins. Special thanks to Dr. Terrence Brown and the entire SOTA staff.